When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'll admit I probably expect too much from people. I probably do. You hold people in up to a high standard, huh? I do, and I probably shouldn't because you just get disappointed. Yeah. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80, and I don't know that I could have been more disappointed than when I saw Jeff Darlington on television last week. <laughs> oh, and I look up, on. he does an amazing job. He's a handsome man. He does everything right. And I look up, and there you are, sitting in a little tiny igloo in Kansas City. I mean, why, you, you strike You're me as the kind of guy. No, 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 no. Hang on. Like, do you go glamping? Do you bring, like, basically, is no, camping to you a even, Marriott? That's what it felt like. I don't. Yeah, no, I just don't go camping. Well, like, yes. Exactly. Glamp or camp. Yeah. I stay indoors. In a climate-controlled environment. Which is what you were uh, doing the other day in Kansas City. And I would just say, like, as a fan, I, I don't like to criticize you in doing your job, but I will. And the reason I will do it is that, as a fan, I want to get the feel for what's going on out there. And what you told me is, I will not brave the elements to do my job. I'm sorry. You couldn't tell how cold it was by the fact that I had to sit in a tent <laughs> could have been 40 degrees with you for all I know, Miami I don't boy. Need, here's the thing. I'm not trying to be Jim Cantori out there. I don't need to show you that the wind is blowing 140 miles per hour by standing in it. Who Just, brings that tent? Look out at of curiosity. It's you, negative 10 degrees. Is that like a pack and play? What do you, you put it in your it backpack? What do you think it feels like, Carlin? <laughs> what do you think it feels like? I, I understand that it's cold. I, I get that, but I expect a little more. All you got to do is be out there for five minutes and then go run back in the tunnel. That's all. Well, you know, I work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> does uh, <laughs> does Buffalo look balmy this weekend compared to what you dealt with you in know, Kansas City? You know, I, I said that. I was packing this morning. I said that to my wife. I was like, it's very strange when I look at the temperature in Buffalo and the low is 20 degrees, and I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> it's downright tropical. It's just fine. Yeah, I, are... I quickly, I have quickly morphed into, uh, I'll, I'll go so far as to say a tough guy. A tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about an actual tough guy, and that's Josh Allen. Does he have more to gain or more to lose this weekend? Ooh, good question. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but he has more to gain. I mean, Getting past the Chiefs in itself, something he hasn't done in two of the last three years, um, is is a major accomplishment. I thought, though, that Patrick Mahomes put it best when he was talking about this game and sort of the rivalry and going into it. And his mentality was like, I'm not trying to beat the opponent as much as I'm trying to advance in the playoffs. Uh, and I think that the Bills would probably be wise to have a similar mentality. Like, yes, it becomes probably more emotional to them that they're playing uh, what has felt somewhat like a big brother these past several years in the sense that 
the Chiefs have been the better team in the playoffs. But this year, the Bills beat the Chiefs in the regular season. They are a hot team, and they're playing at home. And that's what makes this game so different. So to answer your question, Josh Allen absolutely has more to gain than just about anybody in the NFL right now by getting past the Chiefs this weekend. But I think that he has to think about it as more than just a game against the Chiefs. You know, the focal point in the matchup will be the quarterback play, but the Bills continue to rack up injuries, already banged up on defense. They suffered some more injuries against the Steelers Monday. How much did they even have left on defense to compete with this Kansas City offense? Well, I guess it depends what we see from Kansas City's offense, too. I mean, that's that's been the question. I thought against the Dolphins, they looked much more in sync than we've seen them in previous games, uh, especially at the wide receiver position. I think playing at home will be a huge advantage for them and probably uh, equalize, a bit of an equalizer for the Bills when it comes to some of those injuries. Um, you know, I, I, they, look, the Bills have been beaten up since week one of this season. They have taken massive blows week after week, and somehow they're playing their best football at the end of the season. So it seems to me that they've been more than capable in some way or another of overcoming that, that stuff this year. The familiar voice of noted tough guy Jeff Darlington on ESPN yeah. Radio, ESPN NFL reporter. Self, self-noted. <laughs> self-noted. Important. Important hey, what are the Chiefs saying right now about Patrick Mahomes actually playing on the road in a playoff game? Yeah, it's like I was at that game against the Dolphins, and literally I was walking in the locker room, and the first thing I talked to one person about, they brought up, what? Oh, First time Patrick Mahomes getting on a plane, and this is the Chiefs person saying this, uh, you know, other than the Super Bowl and the playoffs. Like, first time that Patrick Mahomes in his career has had to get on a plane to go to another stadium and not play in the Super Bowl. Like, that's insane. And very clearly, my point in that story is that they know, they knew as soon as that game ended that that's what the story is, that Mahomes is going on the road, and can he do it there rather than just in Arrowhead? I would say if Patrick Mahomes was playing in a dome or playing in some warm-weather city, it would be more of a story. But Mahomes has proven uh, not only to be one of the best cold-weather quarterbacks that we've seen in recent memory, but also more than capable of playing on the road as well. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Okay, elsewhere around the NFL, Bill Belichick has interviewed in Atlanta. It looks like the Falcons yep. very much are interested in his services. We haven't heard or seen anything regarding him interviewing with another team. Do you think no. all signs are pointing to a marriage between Belichick and the Falcons? It does. I mean, we'll see how these meetings go, uh, but... Belichick doesn't strike me as the type who's going to uh, simply use a team for leverage. There's no purpose. It, it serves no role. Uh, the fact that he started his meetings with Arthur Blank, with the Falcons, that was the first person that he sat down with. To me, that says we are breaking the ice here. Um, this is serious between the two of us, and, uh, and we're not trying to waste anybody's time. So uh, I, I would say – that yes, absolutely feels like the Falcons and Belichick are uh, are clearly trying to, I would say, make sure that the fit is right as opposed to uh, simply going into this process uh, cold. I, I think that it, it is a, it would be a, a major upset 
of uh, the likes of 28 to 3 at the last time Belichick was in the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, yeah, with that in mind, though, I mean, part of that fit has to be who the quarterback is. So if Belichick's going there, who's a candidate to be the quarterback in Atlanta? Because you got to think Bill's not necessarily yeah. thinking about five years down the road. You've got to think proven guy. Like, yeah. that's the list that I'm looking at right away. You know, players like Kirk Cousins, guys that are that have proven capable in the league uh, and and also have um, potential success in front of them. I, I just don't see Belichick. I mean, I guess that roster really is ready to win right now if they can find the quarterback, which is an easier task than what Belichick was leaving in New England. But if there's one person in the world right now who understands the value of a quarterback, I would imagine it's Bill Belichick. So to me, when you when you start to look at who will be his quarterback next year, you've got to look at those free, those uh, those quarterbacks that are can be acquired through trade or free agency. On the other side of the equation, the Cowboys are not parting ways with Mike McCarthy, so that head coaching vacancy never materialized. What do you yeah. think happens in Philadelphia? We're still waiting to hear word on Nick Sirianni's future. Yeah, it's it's really weird because going into this sort of uh, coaching carousel, it looked as if. There'd be high-profile jobs like Cowboys and Eagles and high-profile coaches to take them. Um, I'm really curious to see how this meeting goes down between Jeffrey Lurie and Nick Sirianni. Sirianni has been actively exploring uh, the possibility of adding new offensive and defensive coordinators, and he's going to have to bring that list to Lurie. Uh, his job by no means should be considered safe, but uh, at any minute we should be able to find out what exactly comes from this meeting? Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a scenario where Lurie needs to walk away from it and say, all right, let me catch my breath and, and digest what you told me. Or if, uh, or if we'll know immediately that, that this, is, this remains Nick, Sirianni, six, uh, excuse me, Nick Sirianni's job. You know, we've been crediting you all week because we talked a few months ago with you, oh, about, you. Well, about, Nick, about Mike Vrabel and how great of a fit he would have been in Dallas, and that would have been a perfect spot for him, yet the Cowboys are keeping McCarthy. What do you see with Vrabel right now? Is that a Seattle thing? Well, I, I would actually, I mean, he just, he interviewed with the Chargers yesterday, and, uh, and he had a really good visit there. Now, it's up to the Chargers to decide. Uh, whether they bring him back for a second interview or if they want to figure out their GM situation as well. Um, so, you know, I, Vrabel, by all means, is one of these top dogs in the coaching carousel. Uh, don't forget about Jim Harbaugh as well. And then you've got Belichick, of course. So, uh, again, the fact that uh, I still kept feeling like there was one shoe that needed to drop, whether it was the Eagles or the Cowboys or a team that's remaining in the playoffs, not to say that Todd Bowles is – in question, but you know, there's always a surprise each year. And if that shoe doesn't drop, it does make things more interesting because <clears throat> the Chargers will have maybe a bit more uh, pick of the litter. Uh, the Seahawks also kind of lingering. It feels to me like the Raiders will stay um, with their guy in an interim coach. And, and if that were to be the case, uh, less jobs than expected. And uh, the musical chairs gets a lot more interesting. So maybe this week you could just do it from home with a green screen that makes it look like yeah. it's really cold in Buffalo. <laughs> look, <laughs> look I, I'm going to go to Buffalo, and okay. I'm going to stand out there because it's not that cold. It's 20 degrees. Mm. But next time it's negative 10, I'm going to get my tent. I'm going to order on Amazon and ship it to my hotel. I'm going to bring it to the stadium, and I'm going to put a space heater in it. 
potentially die on air of carbon monoxide. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you die of carbon monoxide, so be it. At least you were warm. <laughs> hey, Tom, I would say that overcoming noxious gases is just as tough as overcoming uh, cold weather. Well said. Debatable. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I don't know if you know this. Maybe you can tell if you're watching on the ESPN app by the giant ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge trophy that sits in front of us. It's magnificent. The champs are here, and we now are not the hunters. We are the hunted. Find out if we can continue to dominate in just moments after Joe has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, like Carlin and I have been doing all season long in the Pick'em Challenge, Granger offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as, and this is key, the access to product specialists who have both the knowledge and the experience to answer all of your toughest questions. Keep in mind that their commitment to being your safety partner, well, it helps you keep your facility safe, but more importantly, it keeps your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of us. ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. I, you know, I know a lot of people did not love that movie. I really did. I loved Ali. 
Will as Ali? Yeah, yeah, it was a solid movie. I Jamie Foxx was really, very good as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80, The Champs. We are here. Uh, once again, just a reminder that we ran away with it, and Week 18 sat the starters, and our guys, Evan and Handman, they went 3-0. So you just, you can't. You can't. Last deep. week we got a deep bench. Yeah, this is a deep bench of handicappers in this in this lineup. So uh, here we are uh, after Super Wild Card Weekend. Our standings. We find ourselves a game back here of Amber and Ian. They are they went five and one. Nice week little one. weekend right there. Five and one. Nice little weekend for the divisional round. Yep, we went four and two, and then uh, everybody else on Sportsmanlike, Freddie and Harry, Game Night, Greeny, all went three and three. Good for Greeny, by the way. Greeny, Breaking red hot. Red hot uh, right now. At that three and three. that does that does qualify. Only down as the red juice. Yeah. Only down the juice. Very upset that they don't have their names on the trophy from last year, but that's their problem. That's a whole behind the scenes war that has broken out at ESPN yeah. Radio. Maybe we'll take that to social media one day so people can see what's going on. The Greeny Show very upset they are not on the trophy. Yes, that's a you problem. So let's get to it. The Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Joseph Ravens, nine and a half point choice right now at home. What do we got? Less than 10, I would be looking to Baltimore here. The only thing that worries me about this cover is a backdoor from Houston because Baltimore, some of the business say this, they like to play with their food a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes in the fourth quarter, they get a little complacent. They let teams backdoor them. But ultimately, two weeks to get ready. I think the Texans are overvalued. I think this number should be 10 or higher. The Texans are off two impressive wins in a row. We saw them, standalone games. So people put a lot of emphasis on that because there's nothing else distracting you. They were indoor games against average defenses. This is an outdoor game against an elite defense. You're down Tank Dell. You're down one of the other star wide receivers. Um, Your running game is suspect. Your defense is an elite. I don't see the Ravens stumbling on themselves here. I like them to cover the number. I uh, do as well. And look, I think the Texans have been a great story. It's just just not quite time yet. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud is going to have some trouble in this game. I don't think he's going to be bad, but I think you've got a really good defense on the other side. I would expect the Ravens to cover this. Again, I worry about the backdoor number as well, Uh, possibly late touchdown, whatever. Can't mess around with that. If I like him, I like him. It's nine and a half. We will take the Ravens minus the nine and a half in game one. How about game two? The Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. I've been trying to talk myself uh, into the Packers here getting nine and a half points, but I, I haven't really been able to do it yet. Here's the concept I've been working on. Are Jordan Love and the Packers this year's Cincinnati Bengals from a few years ago? Interesting. Very interesting. I can't say yes. Two coaches from the Shanahan tree, Zach yes. Taylor, Matt LaFleur. Yes, but I, but I can't say Yes, quite yet, because the Bengals' defense, while it was not an all-time defense, it was better than this group. They got more pressure on the quarterback, so that's what's holding me back from doing that. We know how good those receivers were. I think the Packers' receivers are undervalued right now. A couple of these guys are going to be really good. Yeah. Really good. And so I like getting the chance to see Jordan Love in this spot. I just don't know. Again, the 49ers extra rest that the Packers are going to be able to keep up. Haven't made a bet on the side in this game yet. I've got bets on other sides. We just talked about Baltimore. I'm at full disclosure, have not done one on the side. Like the total going over in this game. If this were 10, you'd have a much easier time getting me. What is the total right now? 50 and a half. It's a big number. Big number. If you had this at 10, 
you'd have a much easier time convincing me a Green Bay. But at nine and a half, I look to the Niners. Essentially three weeks of rest at home. The Packer defense played 89 snaps against the Cowboys last week. 89. They're 23rd in efficiency. They got to turn around and get ready for an offense with a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Guys that are foaming at the mouth to go out there and win a Super Bowl. I think the Niners hang a big number in this game. The question comes down to whether or not Green Bay can keep pace. I lean Niners, but I'm okay if you want to go in a different direction. I don't. I'm not 100% sold on this game. Neither. Neither. I'm not 100% sold on the Packers. I am absolutely on board. Niners okay. minus nine and a half. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, for the first time in franchise history, are six and a half point favorites over somebody. The Lions. You mean in the playoffs? In the playoffs, yes. I was going to say, if that's never happened in the regular season, wow. No, in the postseason. And really, when you think about it, it shouldn't be that surprising of a stat, but. There it is. You have it nonetheless. Well, when Lions, you're never in the playoffs, a playoff appearance point. is quite rare. That's why it's, That's why they are setting all kinds of new franchise playoff <laughs> records this season. What do you got on this? I like Tampa Bay here. I flip-flopped on this. I've been doing some research on this game. I'm waiting, personally, for it to get to seven, and if it does, that's where I'm going to jump on Tampa. Contest six, six and a half. I still lean there. I think Detroit is a little overvalued. Last week, we look at that win and we say, great win for the Lions. Fans were going nuts. And McVay gave that game away, in my opinion. He got very liberal with his timeouts and very conservative with his play calling in the red zone and very conservative with his decision-making late in that game. A bipartisan approach could help the country, but it does not help a football team in that situation. He needed to be very partisan there, and he was not. People forget the Lions offense completely went in the hibernation in the second half of that game. Here comes Tampa. 15 points per game since week 13. Defense went healthy. Very, very good. Now, the Lions are outstanding defending the run. So Baker Mayfield's going to have to throw a lot in this game. Packer, or excuse me, Lion pass defense, highly suspect. I think we can hit a couple home runs here and get inside the number I lean the Tampa back. Uh, here's what concerns me about it. Twofold. Number one. Uh, and it's something I think you brought up earlier in the week, and I've been thinking more about it. Um, I think what happened last week with the Bucks had a lot more to do with the Eagles than it had to do with the Bucks, And that's what concerns me uh, about very that. Very fair point. Uh, number two, the number scares me. I could see that ending 27-20, and we get burned. Yeah. You know, six oh, yeah. and a half is a very dangerous number to me. Would you call your feelings about this strong? No. No, I would not. I'm playing it. I want to make that clear. I will be playing it, but I'm waiting for the seven. I'll probably have a nibble at six and a half. If you like Detroit, I'm not here to fight you on that. It's not that I like Detroit. That's that's comforting. I no, it's, it's not but, that I like the bet. I don't like it at all. But here's why we want to well, do it. No, it's just <laughs> it, it is the number that bothers yeah. me here. Uh because That's the name I, of the game. I understand that. The one thing I would say is the Garrett, Jared Goff went off in their first meeting, which I think was back week four. Week uh, middle four. of October, I want to say. Okay. Middle right. of October. So a little bit later than that. But uh, he, I think he threw for 350, close to it. I don't see that happening again against Todd Bowles here. So I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to ride with you uh, here. The old CCL. No, no, no. I'm not going to make it a Carlin can't lose game. No. I, That's I, what it feels like after being subjected I understand to this for that, about 19 but, weeks. But I truly, I'll let you know what it is. Okay. I'm not going to destroy you if we're wrong on this. Listen. We've got a championship already during the regular season. What we do I have to complain about? Yeah, that's true. We we have done quite well. And I'm not going to lie. A lot of that work, most of it, done by Joe. Team effort. Team effort. It's nice that you do that. We'll take the Bucks plus six and a half. Okay. We're on board 
with that. And so... Really we, thought that one out. We, we really went deep on that one. Yes, we did. <laughs> That'll get us to the final game of the weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. All right, so the Bills are getting beat up here by injuries. They are two and a half point favorites. What do you got? I don't like this. I don't like this line. I want the Chiefs. I want them at three. They're three on ESPN bet right now, but unfortunately, we are not getting dealt the three. I see the Chiefs with a massive rest advantage. Eight days getting ready for this game. In addition to that, didn't play their starters in week 18. So there's a lot of rest at a key point in the season. Meanwhile, Buffalo's been playing playoff games for like six weeks. They've got six days to get ready for this game. First affair was 20-17 to in Kansas City. I can see this being very tight. I want the damn field goal, but we're not going to get it here. So it's a lean to the Chiefs. Let's go Kansas City. See, here's why I will go with this. Because I want to root for it. Because I want to be right. I want to be right. I'm sorry. Kill me. That's what I want. My wife is a Bills fan, and I am playing the Chiefs strictly because Mahomes has destroyed her world so often that if it happens again, I better get some damn money out of it. Yeah, they're they're. If you're gonna the old marital hedge, I agree. I have no problem with the marital hedge there. At least you're getting something out of it when you know it, it might be a tough couple of days. Now, should she be listening to this show at all? The, the, the purpose of this is completely defeated because Mahomes no longer the enemy. It becomes me. Thankfully, I think she has a few better things to do than listen to what you and I are up to. Chiefs plus two and a half. So the picks, Ravens minus nine and a half over the Texans, 49ers minus nine and a half over the Packers, the Bucks getting six and a half at Detroit, and the Chiefs getting two and a half in Buffalo. Feels Those, like three and one. Feels like three and one. It feels like four and oh. That's what, <laughs> that's what I said. Because you told me last week, this is about greatness. This yeah. is not about anything else. Okay. And there's one thing that Patrick Mahomes has never ever ever done in the playoffs and it's going to happen Sunday is it even going to matter that's next ESPN radio this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Bills Chiefs rematch, but this time Patrick Mahomes is taking to the road. The first time in Mahomes' career that he's playing a playoff game on the road. Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia have been waiting a long time to get Kansas City someplace away from Arrowhead State. Well, they got it now, so that's high-end motivation. He's going to hear all week, I've never won a road playoff game. That's the last thing he needs to be motivated by the fact, well, that's another checklist off my mark. I'll go out there and I'll win a road playoff game. Gotta love Doug. I don't even know what he just said in that last <laughs> sentence, but it's still got uh, a checklist off the mark. And it, listen, he'll go light it up. <laughs> it's like we we got what he was going for. Yeah, but we had to use a little bit of brain power to connect it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel eighty, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers. It it is remarkable. When you have played 12 playoff games and you have never played one away from home outside of the Super Bowls, which we know, but that that's just, that's stupid. That's flat out stupid. And Patrick Mahomes is 10 and two in the playoffs, 12 and three. Uh, when you include the Super Bowl, uh, I am not going to buy into the notion that he played a true road playoff game when they played the Bucks in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, but uh, primarily because it's still a very corporate crowd. But at the same time, with Mahomes going on the road this week, even though you and I just sat here and picked him, to me this is this is a very, very difficult spot for Mahomes when you factor in, even though they've, the Bills have had these injuries, when you factor in less offensive weapons and a more – difficult environment to play in than maybe he is used to. This game has all of it. It's yeah. got all of it. Everything about this game is why we watch. Everything. The storylines coming in, the quarterback play, the lovable loser Buffalo Bills, the big bad villain Kansas City Chiefs, the venue flipping, the fact that the rivalry rivalry has already been established. Everything about this is set to be a wonderful experience. I will throw one thing out there that I do not want to see. And this tends to happen in a lot of Chiefs games. I do not want to see the referees become the story. And I'm not talking just about the Kadarius-Tony thing. Yeah. I'm talking about last year against Cincinnati, late in the game, in the playoffs, everyone claiming the refs were on the Chiefs' side. I'm talking about the Super Bowl with the Bradbury hold in the end zone. Bradbury admitted it was a hold. As an Eagle fan, it was a hold. It should have been called, but people were up in arms about that. I don't want officiating to be the story coming out of this game. I hope they officiate it like they would officiate a Super Bowl. Put the whistles away. Put yeah. the whistles away. Let it be decided on the field. Call the really egregious stuff and stay out of the way for the rest of it. I don't care about the officials. I do not want them being heavily involved in this game. Don't come out here, holds and all this other crap throughout the course of the game. Please. We don't want that. As fans, we don't want to see it. I would love if the message to the officials was just call the really egregious stuff, let the rest of it play out. I, I couldn't agree more, and it does have that feel to it. I that hope that so. That could happen. That, 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 that could happen in a game like this. Meanwhile, as you would expect, Mahomes asked about if he was nervous about a road playoff game. 
Well, I don't think the immediate response was, of course I am. Kind of just is what it is. Um, obviously, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. It kind of just everything's felt that way. Um, but now we get a great opportunity to go on the road, play in a hostile environment, one that I haven't been able to play with fans in the stands. Um, and even though I know it's going to be hostile and it's gonna, there, there are going to be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because it's one of the best environments in football. And you want to do that when you grow up watching these games is play in the best environments and see what it's like. It's rare that you could be in a playoff game as a quarterback, especially on the level of Mahomes, and really think, no matter what happens here, doesn't really affect how people view you. You win the game, you're great, you're amazing, you're immortal, as Greeny used earlier, which is a word that you shouldn't use when it comes to Josh Allen, but you certainly can when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that it enhances who he is all that much other than to say, well, now he's done this. He loses the game. None of us are going to be killing Patrick Mahomes. He's already won Super Bowls. No, especially with the way the narrative for the team has gone this season. They were kind of left for dead, much like Buffalo not too long ago. We watched them lose a home game on Christmas to the Raiders, and we thought, all right, these guys are going to be in the playoffs because their division is crap and once again isn't going to challenge them. But once they're there, they're going to get knocked out. But how often is it that we see a team that has had the level of success that they have had over the last several years Come in and they're like, eh, we got nothing to lose. Nobody expects it, so what the hell? They're loose. It's yeah. a sign of great leadership. That's the thing with Kansas City, first and foremost. They have great leadership. They don't shrink in the face of adversity. They don't fall apart. They've had some moments this year that have been a little whiny. The Kadarius Tony thing was a little whiny. We get it. You know what? If we put ourselves in those shoes, we're probably whining a little bit as well. It's understandable. We all move on. But ultimately, they have just found ways to lean on the leadership and the high-quality play of Mahomes and build around that. And if they don't win a Super Bowl this year, it's not a bust, doesn't hurt the legacy. They're one of these teams that's on complete house money right now, right? Like Houston's on house money, uh, the Packers are on house money, the Bucks are on house money. Dare we say the Chiefs are actually on house money? As crazy as that, that is, is to think. It's nuts. It's nuts that you would say that because of everything they've done over the last few years, but nobody expects it. Nobody expects very much. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And, and that's why I expect Patrick Mahomes to go out and do it again. Oh, is that the That's the last game of the weekend, so it feels like yeah. that's what we're all leading with on Monday. Is there anything that can prevent that from being the lead? Something within reason. I don't want to talk about, you know, even if the aliens come down, we're not even that into it anymore. It's like we were like, oh, aliens, whatever. No big deal. What do you got? The Wilner. The officials jobbed the Lions again. If that happens on Sunday afternoon, that could be the lead Monday. I shudder to think. Mm. Lions. The what? Lions are becoming that lovable team. It's like America's team right now is the Lions. We are all Dan Campbell, and we America is not going to want to see them get busted out of the playoffs. Let me pitch it this way. The refs make a mistake and screw up something very large this weekend or one of the one seeds gets knocked off. What's more likely to happen? I hate to say that, but I kind of think it's, you know, when we use the word likely, I mean. The refs, huh? So we're all sitting here just looking and nodding and smiling. If it's going to be anything, it's going to be the refs. Please, God, no. It's that Michael Scott you know meme. Please, no. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Please. Like, just 
Like, we don't need hardcore officiating this weekend. Please. We have such good matchups. You guys make mistakes. We can live with that stuff. Please How don't be too involved. It? How sad is it that we've gotten to the point where on a Friday leading into it, we're anticipating it yeah. now? It's not even like I generally have been surprised by it over the years. So many times, even though I shouldn't be at this point. Quick question for everyone. All four. Handman, you as well. If someone's getting jobbed this weekend, which team is getting jobbed? Who's getting hosed? Who's getting hosed? That's the second. Do we know? Right here. The, do we? Is Scott Foster the ref in any of these games? Eight <laughs> teams. Eight teams. Who's most likely to get jobbed? Handman, you can go first. I'm going to put you right on the spot. Oh, thanks for putting me on the spot. Um, this is your big moment. The Bills. Oh my God! The how Bills. dare you? Uh, You've been eating Christine Lisi's stuff all day. You've been eating those snacks outside. I mean, Have you not. Who, you could have said anything. I, I you should feel a lot of shame with those terrible. cupcakes. You should have just lied. I got I got a stat to back that up. Hat tip to Clay Windler, who is a who? Chiefs. He's a Chiefs blogger. He wrote that Sean Hockley will be the ref for the Chiefs Bills game. The Chiefs are eight and two in the Mahomes era, including two in the oh in the playoffs when Hockley does their games. The Bills, on the other hand, have gotten forty penalties for three hundred and forty-seven yards against them in four games with Hockley as the ref. They average ten penalties a game when Sean Hockley is the ref of the Bills. Looks you know like, what, Wilner? Beat it. I don't want to hear any of that. I don't know. And by the way, 8-2 and two in hockey league games, Mahomes is like 80% lifetime as is. The, the, Bills, stat, the, the Bills stat is crazy. So, you're going with is crazy. so you two are so the back room's going with the Bills. This is my Mahomes and impression. But with, with all your Bills talk this year, Lisey's definitely going to poison us the next time around. And all I do is speak positively of the Bills. And I'm going to catch shrapnel from you three. I don't know, man. Kind of sounds like somebody's going to get served up the old screw job in Buffalo this weekend. Feels like those numbers, put it this way, I feel a whole lot better about our Chiefs plus two and a half. Feels more like if it's in contention, the Niners get jobbed and the Packers so? advance and the, and the beautiful story of Jordan Love and the Packers moves on. Carla versus as, Joe. The, as the league looks to push the anti-Aaron Rodgers narrative. <laughs> oh, you want to say this about us? Your former team's going to win the damn Super Bowl this year. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. It is a massive day in one NFL city, and it's not a current playoff city. We'll explain what we're talking about in moments on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. 
Rolling out about seven of these throughout the course of the show. Already gave out the over 50.5 points, Niners-Packers. Now we're giving out Chiefs plus three over the Bills. It comes down to the rest situation for me. Kansas City's had eight days to get ready for this game. They also rested plenty of their starters in Week 18, giving themselves a nice window for recovery at a crucial junction in the season. Meanwhile, the Bills have been playing playoff games like every week for six weeks. They've only got six days to get ready for this game, and they have more injuries piling up on the defensive side of the ball. Pizza money number two, Chiefs plus three over the Bills. Come on, man. What is it? What is it to talk about? Everybody goes through it, but we don't look at Fire the man who took this organization to three playoff appearances three years in a row. Sirianni doesn't call the offense or the defense. He's supposed to be the guy that manages the locker room. He's supposed to manage the culture. That culture came completely unglued late in the season. Well, at some point, he's going to meet with the Philadelphia Eagles owner, Jeffrey Lurie. And the Eagles are acting and have been saying that Nick Sirianni is going to be back. And he very well might be. We do not know that officially because it's going to be Jeffrey Lurie's decision. Because, man, he's a winner. He's a winning head coach. Well, as to what Adam said there, there is a report today out of Philadelphia that Jeffrey Lurie is meeting with Nick Sirianni today. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Okay, so they're meeting, end of the season meeting. Why is it all that important? Take a listen to Dan Graziano, who reminds us what happened a few years ago. There's supposedly a meeting with uh, Nick Sirianni and ownership at some point in the next couple days, possibly today, where Sirianni pretty much has to present the plan, right? Like, oh, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to try and how we're going to change the offense, defense, who's going to coordinate those two sides of the ball, you know, how we're going to fix basically what went wrong this year. And this meeting happened three years ago with Doug Peterson and Jeffrey Lurie, and Lurie didn't like what he heard, and and Peterson got fired. Mm. So (laughs) that could happen. Uh, It doesn't sound like that's the way it's trending, but, you know... Ultimately, it's up to the owner of the team, and ultimately, he's the only one that knows what he wants to do. Here's the thing. I don't know how you walk in there with a plan of how we need to fix this unless you have definitive culture issues of guys that you know, this guy has got to go. We're going to get rid of him. He was a big problem. Uh, This guy is going to be a key piece of what we do in the future. I think we should go do X, Y, Z, and whatever to fix this situation, which, uh, yeah, I am going to take responsibility for, but understand that I know how to fix it. I don't know that that is an easy job. Like, I think coaching on a game day is easier than going into Jeffrey Lurie and tell him how we are going to fix this and give him an answer that's satisfactory to him. I mean, so much of it falls on Sirianni because he's not a play caller and he's not the defensive mind running the defense. He's your head coach like Nick Saban who outsources everything to everybody else. So if things fall off, sure, but when you're in that role, you can't have the team quit because that's your job. You've got someone running the offense for you. You've got someone running the defense for you. Someone runs the special teams for you. At that point, you are then the CEO. You are overseeing the entire operation. You are in charge of the culture and the locker room. You make sure everything's moving in the right direction. That team completely fell apart down the stretch. That is 100% on him. 100%. Like sometimes we see offenses really struggle. So Kellen Moore now has to go to the Chargers and Mike McCarthy's taking over. Hey, guess what? Offense was improved. Sometimes defenses are really lousy. You got to fire the defensive coordinator and bring somebody in. Vic Fangio in Miami this past year. But when you're overseeing the team 
and the coordinators are struggling, and then the team just completely quits at the end of the season. How do you sell the owner that you have a plan to make this better? Because it feels like when you were good, it was because of two coordinators, Shane Steichen now in the Colts having success, um, and Jonathan Gannon now with the Cardinals and having some success. Mm -hmm. feels like it's more for them. That's what it feels like right now. I have no idea how he's going to sell him. I think the thing that saved Sirianni's job, it looks like Belichick to Atlanta. It looks like Harbaugh to the Chargers. And if those two big fish are gone and Vrabel might be the only guy out there and maybe he's not a fit or maybe he's going somewhere else, that could be the end of it because you don't have one of those big fish to bring in. Ben Johnson looks like he's going to the commanders, right? Yeah. So with all the supposedly great coaches that are out there, Philly might be too late. They might be too late because they're meeting today, and it looks like Atlanta's already having a second or a third meeting with Belichick. Are you firing Sirianni? What's my replacement plan? That's the problem. If I have the replacement, if it's Bill Belichick, yeah, I'm moving on from Sirianni. I'm saying thanks for everything, but I have no idea how, if you're not calling the offense and you're not calling the defense, you over oversaw this epic collapse and you had no answers. What would make me think you're going to have answers next year? But this is the problem, okay? If even especially if you're a young coach that has not gotten a great opportunity, while I understand that there are only 32 of these jobs, and of course somebody's going to take it, but if you're a Ben Johnson and the Eagles job became available, does it immediately strike you as a great situation when you've seen the last two guys come in, take the team to the Super Bowl, in one case win it, and then within a couple of years, they're both gone. How does that strike you if you're a young coach? Does that make you feel like you're going to get a great opportunity? Like, we all understood that Chip Kelly was a bad fit after a couple of years. Like, I'll tell you a brief story about Kelly and the culture fit. Like, it was so bad with him with the organization because he was so difficult to deal with that they had a Christmas party and he couldn't, and it was downstairs from his office and he couldn't be bothered to leave his office for 10 minutes to show up at the Christmas party. Like, that's where those situations where you don't help yourself. No, not To at get all. the benefit of the doubt. So, to me, if you're firing Sirianni, it better be Vrabel. It better be Belichick. It better be that big-name guy who's going to set the culture. Very interested to see that if they stick with them, what are they going to do with the coordinator positions and what's Sirianni going to do to, to, to learn from these mistakes? He, he had nothing. We played all these sound bites from him down the stretch. We're fighters. We're going to get up the mat. No, you didn't. You didn't fight at all. You did the opposite of fight. You quit. Everything he said down the stretch seemed like he was just throwing stuff out there that he thought sounded good, but none of it was anything anyone in that locker room believed in. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, on your smart speakers as well, by saying, play ESPN Radio, you pull us right up. Allen versus Mahomes, part seven. <laughs> the Wrath of Josh, next. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.